Coming up to 8.47, Zhang Huang, Independent Legal Researcher at LawCoin LLC, is sitting alongside me now. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. It is a bit unusual, isn't it, for non-presidential American elections to garner so much attention around the world. But that's what we've seen with the US midterms. Perhaps because of the litmus test that this represents uh, in terms of the Trump presidency. But also, some foreign leaders may have been quietly rooting for democratic gains in Congress as a counterweight to Trump and his plans for trade, certainly driving tensions with China. On the other hand, I've seen some analysis suggesting North Korea would have been hoping for things to stay much the same because of the fear, I guess, that Democrat influence would rise and we'd move back towards something like the strategic patience of getting pretty much nowhere in the last few years. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a complex picture at least, isn't it? It definitely is, yes. Let's just first review the results and what they mean. So for people who don't know much about American politics, the U.S. Congress is divided into two, upper house and lower house. And it's the Democratic Party, the opposition party, that actually won the House of Representatives, which goes by the proportional representation. But on the other hand, the ruling Republican Party, Trump's party, actually gained two more seats uh, is expected in the uh, upper house, the Senate. The national popular vote, which you can get from the uh, the House of Representatives vote vote counts, the Democrats got about 6.9 percentage points more than Republican Party uh, candidates, which is sort of consistent with the fact that, you know, Trump's approval ratings has been very low. So, you know, it's sort of a split picture, you know. Overall, there are more Americans disapproving of Trump's uh, uh, performance, but but there's you know sufficiently enough support for President Trump that actually the Republicans gained in the upper house, the Senate. And f- for a man who shoots from the hip, or more accurately from Twitter, yep. uh, is this really going to affect him that much? Well, in fact, the last few hours, the the, the, the the big news that's almost threatening to supersede the midterm elections result is the fact that he asked his Attorney General Jeff Sessions to resign. And the fact that uh, the, the reason that that is kind of significant for those of you who don't follow the American politics is that there is actually an active special counsel investigation going on about Trump's campaign and Russian medal. And the fact that you know the attorney general is replaced means that Trump has actually has his uh, someone who's loyal to him, who actually directly has now the power to oversee that investigation. So that might actually be the bigger news going forward than the midterms elections for the next few weeks. Yeah, because the way this was being dressed up from the Democrat side was that now we'd see uh, armed with subpoenas, That's right. lawmakers. <laughs> Being able to look closely at President Trump's tax returns, being able to examine exactly what went on in 2016. Suddenly, President Trump has pulled the rug from beneath them. Did they not see this coming? Well, uh, <laughs> par- partly it's the change in the Republican lawmakers' uh, behavior that I think emboldened the President Trump because numerous uh, the Senate, uh, Republican senators actually uh, warned President Trump that, you know, the firing Jeff Sessions is a, you know, just a no-go, but that attitude has changed the f- past few months. So, you know, uh, it's the Senate that actually gets to confirm new Attorney General and uh, with the Senate firmly in Republican hands, actually, you know, President Trump probably feels a little emboldened that he can do whatever he wants with the Attorney General. But Jeff Sessions was demonised himself when he was first appointed oh, by absolutely, Trump. Oh, yes. 
He but didn't turn out to be quite the demon that, I mean, you know, in terms of uh, the anti-Trump crowd, he wasn't quite uh, as bad as they expected him to be. Well, on the immigration front, he probably was worse than they expected. But on the Russian probe, it's not it's not what he did that, you know, pleased people. It's, it's what he didn't do, which was that he recused himself, yeah. which meant that, you know, President Trump couldn't pressure him to just, you know, put a stop to the Russian investigation. Now, with the new acting attorney general, you know, the now expectation is that there will be some obstacles to the special counsel probe. Yeah, as you correctly point out, there's more to this than just the uh, Russia situation. Uh, And indeed, the session still will not have pleased everybody. The timing, though, just in the hours after the midterms is worthy of great analysis. So too, though, is the cancellation of that North Korea meeting. Yeah, whether there's any causality between the midterm election results and the cancellation, we don't know. We don't even know whether it was the U.S. that initiated the cancellation or it was the North Korea that initiated the cancellation. Who knows? It's, we are not really privy to the uh, behind-the-scenes yeah. negotiation, but it is noteworthy that, you know, uh, the, the Secretary Pompeo's supposedly meeting with Kim Jong-chol has now been postponed, so who knows? Well, President Trump said... You know, it's fine. He's happy how things are going in North Korea. He, he threw in just a lot of individual comments like he often does, uh, not via Twitter, but to reporters. Like That's he said, right. sanctions remain, um, but also everything's fine. Probably going to meet uh, Kim Jong-un early next year. Right. With, we all need to take that with a very large grain of salt, of course. Yeah. He does really tend to shoot from the hip and sometimes it turns out the way he says and a lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. It does leave us here in South Korea in a tricky situation, though, and, and not quite so positive for inter-Korean cooperation and plans to bring Kim Jong-un here to Seoul. Well, there has to be some kind of progress on the American-North Korean uh, negotiation for you know, more inter-Korean cooperation to take place because there are you know, international sanctions. And I don't think Moon Jae-in's administration will go as far as just outright, you know, explicitly just you know, saying that we are not going to abide by the international sanctions imposed by the UN. So uh, I think you know, we've seen President Moon Jae-in going to different countries, meeting with different leaders, sort of trying to solicit their help in convincing the United States to actually move along the negotiation with North Korea. But I think, you know, the, the progress is probably not to be had in, in, in the immediate future. The midterm still leaves a question mark on President Trump's longer term future, like will That's he right. get a second term? It's hard to imagine if it starts to look more and more like he'll only have one term, President Trump just leaving the North Korea question open. I. You know, like everything about his presidency on North Korea so far seems to have brought this issue to a head. And of course, that can have a positive impact. But also, if things don't start to go well soon, are you concerned that the tensions will creep back in, that President Trump will try to force things in the other direction? Perhaps. I mean, this is a president that's really hard to predict. I mean, few things that we do, we do know is that he wants to sort of, he likes to publicize what he sees as a big win. I mean, he already, already uh, publicized the North Korean summit as a big win, although concretely why, what he gained is really hard to see. On the other hand, I mean, would he actually go as far as just turning, uh, you know, t- t- turning the clock back to 2017, where we actually had, you know, a few months of really nervous, uh, you know, t- times where we, we saw, you know, fiery rhetoric going back and forth between the United States and North Korea, that, 
I think you know, given this President Trump's tendencies, it's a little hard to see. He likes to you know put himself as a great negotiator. He likes to paint himself as done already a great thing with North Korea. So, uh, and you know, he he doesn't really have a long low attention span. So we'll see. But I think it's a little hard to see that we'll go back to 2017 at this point. But North Korea's state-run media has started to become a little more belligerent. Yes, threatening the U.S. implicitly perhaps at this point but also even recently uh, mentioning Trump by name for the first time in a while and and not in a complimentary way if if it starts to do that a bit too much then North Korea itself is playing with fire of course and you know I mean we saw that when the, the summit was the Singapore summit was almost cancelled because of the rhetoric that leading up to the summit but, uh, so you know we'll see how good you know North Korea is at this game Um, I, I guess they, they're really hoping for the second summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un and you know, maybe they're hoping for some kind of you know, you know, hashed out uh, behind the scenes you know, negotiation that will place, place at the summit. But at this point, it's not really clear the second summit will even uh, take place. If you were to look into your crystal ball, because so much of this is unpredictable, what's your expectation for how the Trump administration will start to move now? In other words... We're left with a couple of options. More of the same or something quite different now? Well, as far as South Korea is concerned, especially with North Korea or other foreign policy concerns, I mean, you know, do keep in mind that other than North Korea, South Korea, with respect to the Trump administration, has had some nervous times negotiating about trade issues and defense cost-sharing issues and so forth. And, uh, you know, while the Trump administration will be under a little bit of uh, more of a, you know, kind of defensive mode in domestically because of the Democratic uh, majority in the House of Representatives, meaning that they have to respond to a lot of subpoenas on the foreign policy fronts, which you know South Korea has to concern itself. Trump administration probably has you know relatively free reign, and they'll probably go on as before. If not, you know because of the the gridlock that is expecting the domestic issues, they might have an even increased pressure on South Korea on all these issues. We might hear that word executive. in the context of executive decisions, executive leadership, a lot more (laughs) in the next couple of years. Zhang Huang, Independent Legal Research with Law Quan LLC. Thank you very much. Thank you.